All right, we blessed this this morning. Yes. It's good to be together after a long, long time. Yes. And we thank the Lord for this place, this beautiful view. And we thank you, Lord, for Pentecost. And I have, I have some, some thoughts about Pentecost this morning. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay, Pentecost was hard. It was beautiful at the end, but it was hard for the disciples. You know, if, you know, I'm going to go over some verses here, but I, this is how God works. We, he has to shake us off of our roots, otherwise we do not change. And the disciples, they were so comfortable walking with Jesus, following Jesus. And not only that, they were comfortable in their immaturity, fighting with each other who would sit on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus. Right? There was a lot of immaturity, a lot of competition among the disciples. Like, I want to be better. I want to be closer. You know, there's like, even like in, in theology, you know, you, you read that the, there was like the 12 and the 3. You know, the 3 that were always with you. And then there is John the Beloved, right? And that's how we, in our minds, we think. We think that we have to be special and we have to be close and we have to be, have a place so if Jesus would come here today, we would be doing the same thing. We would, I want to be close to Jesus. I want to be, I, I want to be like one of the three. I want to be like John the Beloved. You guys, are you guys getting the point? You know, so when Jesus tells them here in John 16, 7, he says, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Right? I mean, this is easy for us because it's not nothing personal for us. But it was very personal for the disciples. So now I will, let's make this practical for us here. We are going through a big change. The world is changing right now. And would you believe that it's good for you that this is happening? Would you believe that everything hard in your life was good for you? I was thinking about that. Are you, do you understand everything that's going on? No, but do you ask God? <laughs> you know, I was, my mind is going like a thousand miles per hour now. You know, a lot of people do not understand the Bible. Do you know why? This is a, a spiritual, supernatural book. You cannot apply this to this world. Like, like, Sting has a song, right? There are spirits in the material world. 
This book is talking about a spiritual world and spiritual principles. That you, you can, if you do not ask for understanding, you will never understand. And you can try to read it and go, okay, I do not understand, and move on with your life. So there is a point here that Jesus was telling them, it's better for you that I go. Because if I stay here, I'm going to be always limited in one person. Being one person, and I cannot relate to everybody. Can you imagine Jesus coming here today and trying to relate to 7 billion people? There will be wars. <laughs> who is going to be closer to him? <laughs> you know, or who is going to control him? He's my Jesus. I have many more things to say to you. Think about this. God, Jesus Christ, he has many more things to say to you today. Oh, that's music. <laughs> but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what's to come. This is John 16, 12, and 13. Another one, John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Do you want to know all things? Yeah. Do you want to know, understand all things? Thank God for Pentecost. We do not need to walk in darkness and confusion without understanding, without knowing everything. We can have actually under understanding. But it was not easy for the disciples. It was a, a dramatic. It's like ripping your heart. Ripping what's more, most precious thing in your life, the most precious relationship in your life. But Jesus was telling them, it's better for you. And maybe one day you're going to understand, but right now you're not understanding. It's like, you know, if you read those verses, it's like, now your hearts are sad because I told you I'm leaving you. And when we go through things in our lives, when we do not understand them, we get sad, we get confused. But we have to learn to trust that in God's heart, he's always looking for what's better for you. And what is better for you other than, than you getting closer to him, getting to know him, getting to understand him? So in everything that we go through, there's one motivation in the heart of God that we get closer to him. Are you guys enjoying this day of Pentecost? Yeah. This is where we are. And the world may go through even more difficult things. And people are going to walk in confusion and not understand and go like, yeah, this is, this is all not working. 
right? Because you, you need the helper. You need the teacher. You need the interpreter of the word to your mind. Your mind will never understand this. But that's why it's better for you that I go. It's better for you that you have the Holy Spirit in you. And he will work in you and prepare a place in you so that the Father and I come back and take our abode in you. So in one sense, I think that we make a mistake when we try to reach to the Father. I'm not telling you not to do that. And oh, I'm gonna, I want Jesus. When Jesus said, no, it's better for you that right now you relate to the Holy Spirit. Until the work of the Holy Spirit is done in our lives, we are not ready for Jesus or the Father. Does it make sense? I'm not saying we, we should not be praying. I, oh, don't, don't take me wrong. But there is a, a, an importance in Pentecost of us developing this relationship with the Holy Spirit and waiting and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us. So, here's, here's, let's have fun. Mark 10, 35, 37. James and John, the two sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus saying, Teacher, we want, to do, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Is that your prayer also? Jesus, I want you to do whatever I want. Yeah. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, grant that we may sit on your right and one on your right and one on your left in your glory. So do you understand that? This is the level of maturity that they were living at when Jesus was here. And you never hear that later after the day of Pentecost. And I want, I, want, I want to believe for something to change in this day of Pentecost for, for us, that we will never be competing, comparing ourselves, never allowing any thought of insecurity of, or a second-class citizen, because we all have the Holy Spirit. Right? In the natural level, we tend to look for favorites, Closeness. You know, even in John, the end of the book of John, the Gospel of John, you know, he's talking to the disciples and, you know, and talking to Peter, you love me, do you love me? You know, so you're going to do this and you're going to follow me. And then Peter, but what about this other one? You know, you're, you're telling me one thing, what are you going to tell him? And, and Jesus said, that's not your problem. What I'm telling you is I'm telling you. And what I'm going to tell the other person is their problem, not yours. You know, but we, we have this tendency in the natural realm to, like, if, I, if God's telling me to do this, he should be telling that other person to do the same thing. And that's not how it works. You know, it's interesting. I'm not going to read this. It's a lot, a lot of verses. In Exodus 18, 17 to 27, 
it's interesting that Moses was leading the people, remember that, in the wilderness? And he was taking care of all the problems, solving all the counseling matters and shepherding and disputes in the relationships and all of that. And then his father-in-law looked at them like, Moses, you cannot do that. It's too much for one person. You know, so he had to appoint leaders that would lead the people. You know, so to me, that's a, a picture of what happened with Christ. You know, when he left, he said, you know what, I cannot deal with all of this, but the Holy Spirit can. And then it, it's better for me, for you, that I go, because then everyone here has the same access. Isn't that should be like a freedom. <laughs> and I bless that with the joy that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And there, sh there should be a freedom of, of first of all, of receiving His love and feeling included, feeling accepted, and not having to fight in this physical realm here of relationships of for being close, not being close, being, you know, accepted or not being accepted. So I think that the day of Pentecost came to end all that level of confusion. And I bless that for us moving forward, that we, we, we just, you have your best friend, you have the, your teacher, you have somebody to remind you every day who you are. So Jesus did the same thing. At one point, he blessed the 70 to go out. And it worked, and they came back like, wow, it worked. We, we, we spoke, and you know, we healed the sick, we cast out demons, and, and they're like, why are you surprised? You know, but then it was even, that was a limited uh, expression of what was coming with the day of Pentecost. So, I guess, believe me with me for this. This is the day of Pentecost. It's the end of being excluded. The end of secret knowledge. In the Holy Spirit, there's nothing that's only reserved for a special group of people. I love that. Because the whole point, the whole thing about, you know, in, in, in the Hebrew roots class that we're taking, you know, there's one of the first heresies that came was there was this special knowledge that only a few people had. And it's always a way of controlling and manipulating others, right? Oh, uh, you do not know the revelation that I have, right? But the Holy Spirit is like, here, you have access to the safe, to the wealth of the spirit realm, right? It's the end of second-class citizens. Everyone has access to the Father and the Son through the Holy Spirit. 
Here's what is beautiful. Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. Behold, these are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. God is always into, in the business of doing something new. And he's always, even when you know, he was disciplining Israel, he was always with the intent in mind of drawing them closer and being their God and them being his people. You know, and the whole Bible is pointing to this. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, the, my covenant which they broke. Why? You can read the Bible and try to obey this. All the all you want and all you can, and it's still going to be a, a human effort. It's always going to end up not working because it's only a, a religious exercise. And there are so many people that really do that really well. But then they become proud that I am better than you. Does it make sense? When we do things in our own resources, it tends to build pride and arrogance. But when the Holy Spirit comes and works that in you, it comes with humility. Because you didn't do it. I love this. My covenant, which they broke, Although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. And on their hearts, I will write it. That's why this Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, is the one that he, he will write the law in our hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They will not teach. I love this. Each man his neighbor, each man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me. This is where we are. We are living in the days of the Holy Spirit. We are living in the days of Pentecost, where we all can know the Lord. There will not be a need for each one to teach one another, know the Lord. Because they will all know me. And they are not going to compete. There's not going to be insecurity because they all have the same access. They all have the same spirit of adoption that Romans 8 talks about. I love this. And, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. They will not teach again. Oh, I already read that. <clears throat> know the Lord, for they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. 
So here's what I, I think. And I'm closing this down now. I believe that Christ came as the Word made flesh. Right? We all believe that. This is... This is supernatural. This is spiritual. Everything about the Bible is beyond your ability to understand. But if you believe the Bible, you have to believe that it can happen again. And it can happen every day. And it can happen with you. Okay? He came in the flesh, like Moses and Israel, they received the Torah on Mount Sinai. When Christ came, it was the new covenant. Right? Can we kind of agree in this doctrine here? Christ coming, it was the new covenant that God promised through Jeremiah. And the Holy Spirit is the means that the word is written in our hearts. The purpose of the, the, the new covenant is not for you to be legalistic. It's for you to be changed. It's for you to become a new person, a new creature. Receive the divine nature. That's what the, Paul talks about, being partakers of the divine nature. How do you do that? By your own efforts? No. It's better for you that I go. It's better for you, Danny, <laughs> that you suffer a little bit, that you're going to learn how to reach into the Holy Spirit. And you're going to learn how to tune your ears to hear His voice and let Him show you and write the word in your heart and change you line upon line, precept upon precept. This is exciting. I really want to take this as a step of faith. You know, the disciples changed. You know, all, I mean, they, they were not perfect even afterwards. They had, still had problems. <laughs> they had some conflicts, Peter and Paul especially. You know, but they were new people. They were changed. They were endued with power. And I, I, if I believe that this happened 2,000 years, I have to believe that this can happen today. And I have to believe that it can happen to me anytime that I reach out and I open my heart to the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I really believe this. Okay? Are you guys going to believe with me? Yeah. This is the end of insecurity. The end of relating in the flesh for closeness or, you know, all competition, whatever, you name it, okay? To feel excluded or left out. With the coming of the Holy Spirit, we are all included. We're all adopted. And we're all going to learn as the Word is written in our hearts. The good thing about that is the, the Holy Spirit, He reminds you he shows you. He convicts you of sin. <laughs> he will speak to you of what you need to change and what you do not need to change. But you have to like, 
You do not need to walk in confusion. Right? Anybody lacks anything? Ask. And he will give it to you. And then 2 Corinthians. I think this is very important. Verse 16. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. It's a complete change of relationships. I was listening to this guy. I don't know if he's a preacher or what he is, but he talks a lot. But I like to hear him. And he was saying, I do not, I cannot be moved even by my critics, even by people that do not agree with me, that criticize me. And he said, and I am not. But I'm not also moved by people that praise me, that like what I write, what I say, my books, my, my videos. They, I cannot even take that because they don't know me. And their opinion of me can change tomorrow. You know, and he was reading out of Daniel, and, and when uh, I think it's uh, Michael, one of the angels, comes to Daniel saying, men of high esteem. And he said, we do not know how heavens see us. And that's what we, we should be looking for, how you are loved by God, how you're esteemed by God. Then, then it doesn't matter if people criticize you or praise you because you're hearing from God how he loves you and how he, to show you that, to really change everything, he said it's better for you to receive the Holy Spirit because that's going to be like the pledge of your inheritance. It's going to be the beginning, the down payment of something that's just going to increase. So I bless that for us. So we say, Lord, even when I do not understand, I can ask for understanding. But I'm going to trust that everything that I'm going through is better. It's better because it's driving me to know you and to hear you through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. We bless this. Yes. We bless this continuing week you know let's take time this week to really wait on the Lord to meditate and, and take time to talk to the Holy Spirit say, Holy Spirit forgive me forgive me if I'm not paying attention to you and then I'm complaining that you know I do not understand what's going on forgive me when I forget what you already told me and then I, 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 I go even a step further. Can you speak a little louder? <laughs> yes. Because sometimes I'm, I'm busy with all the noises outside that I'm not paying attention to what you're speaking to me. Can you be a little more clear? <laughs> you know, that's one of the promises that God made. Like, there's going to be a voice telling you this is the way you walk in it. You know, so I'm, this last week I've been going like, Father or Holy Spirit, whoever's out there, 
tell me. I wanna, I wanna take every step according to what you're leading me. You know, not in my own efforts, in, in my own conditioning of my mind. And we do not need to do that. The Holy Spirit is there for us. Amen.